I am your host, Carrie Scollin, giving us different perspectives on where we are and where we want to go on our journey. Thanks for being here, and I look forward to spending some time with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Founder Series. I am your host, Carrie Scollin. I'm a little bit off-center today. I am downstairs in our condominium because we're getting some things done in our closet. So if we get any interruptions, uh, I apologize ahead of time, but you know what, we're here. Life's not perfect, we're rolling with it. And I am thrilled to have our guest on, Stacy Yates, uh, holistic nutritionist, which I can't wait to find out what that even is. Uh, I am not somebody who's ever followed a routine. So this is brand new for me. This is gonna be so informative. I met, um, Stacy through a friend. And honestly, I fell in love with her the moment we got on that Zoom call. Uh, she's funny. She is an expertise. She has so much to share with us. Stacy, welcome to the show. And let's, let's share what you've got. I cannot wait. Okay. Well, you and I started talking just before we uh, pressed record about kind of just like some of your own challenges around aging. And a lot of the clients that I work with are 40 plus women. And so the aging aspect is uh, a very common one. So we could start off with kind of uh, <laughs> wherever you want, really, Carrie. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm really scared. I, <laughs> I, I did a, a little be real. My girls hooked me up to this be real thing. And I had it yesterday. And then I noticed that. My little um, what, what's be rappers? It's a new app, so it, okay. you take a picture of yourself, and then but it takes a picture of what you're looking at as well. So it's oh, both yeah. cameras, I guess. But I noticed that in mine that all my little wrappers of my eaten rockets were on the desk right beside my computer. I'm like, oh, my daughter's gonna see that. Like she's gonna totally zoom in on that. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's my yeah. So I'm a little scared. Nutrition isn't something that honestly I've ever, you know, I try to eat healthy to, for the most part, but um, I've never really dove into the importance of it. And I'm realizing I need to, the older I get for sure. Yeah. And it's an unfortunate thing that as we do age, um, what we could kind of get away with in the past, we're not able to get away with anymore. And things start, you know, we, get, we notice things that we didn't notice before, or like you said earlier, um, whereas in the past, it might have been really easy for you to lose weight. Now it's not as easy. It's actually kind of more difficult. Mm -hmm. and yeah. And I think that's a, that's a normal thing. Um, my experience has been basically, I, I've, I have tried every diet out there um, because I think a lot of us have grown up with this diet culture, um, this focus on body image and what you should look like and always trying to manipulate your body to get there. Yeah. Um, and as you age, it's kind of like an interesting thing where you, you don't care as much. I mean, I still care. I still want to look good in a bathing suit, but I'm also not willing to do some of the things that I would have done before. Like, cut out carbs completely or, you know, done a crazy cabbage soup diet or, um, you know, those bars, I forget what they're called, but those 
chocolate bars. That's actually one of the first things I ever did because the Slim Fast. So oh, like, yes. Yeah. Chocolate bar for a meal? Yes, please. <laughs> Except they're not really that good. No. That's my idea. Of, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's, I've never had a weight issue though. Yeah. So yeah. I've always just been able to manage it. I, I don't know what that is, but I've been, I feel very fortunate, but it doesn't mean that, that I, I shouldn't be looking at the nutrition end of it. Right. It doesn't right? mean that you're healthy. It just exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah, for sure. And, you know, for somebody that is new to um, nutrition, I think that it's important to, like any new client that I meet, it's important to to meet the person where they are and at the same time to not compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. Like somebody may have been working on something for quite a long time, whereas you find it, might find it, or a new person might find it difficult to even um, include more veggies in their diet. Like that might be something that is, yeah. But definitely the weight, the weight thing, uh, you can definitely not have a weight problem, but be malnourished or, or not very healthy nutrition wise. Um, yeah. So, so I like, that's what I love about what you, what you do and your website is so informative. The blogs that you put up there are fantastic. I signed up for your, um, free recipe collection. I, I can't dive into that. And it is for me, it's, it's ideas and, um, I think what we're all searching for, or, or I can speak for myself for sure is, is real life. How can yeah. I incorporate this without going to the extreme? Yeah. Like you talked about, right. It's, this is real life that I want to, I want to do this every day and not make it. So I think a lot of them are really overwhelming and, yes. and my willingness to do that is just not there. Yes. Yeah. And I think typically those who have dieted in the past, um, we do extremes. So we will find a diet, think, oh, this is, I can do this, figure that, you know, even though it's much different than what we're doing, that we can do it. We might be able to do it for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, but then ultimately something happens, life happens and we're thrown off. And what most people do in my experience with my own clients and myself is that we say, you know, screw it. It's, it's all of that is forgotten because also it's too hard. Yeah. And we're not taught how to just like get back on. Um, I always tell my clients that if you feel like you've had a bad meal or you've overeaten um, at night or you've had a bad weekend, you've had a ladies weekend and come back a little a little <laughs> tired <laughs> then I say just begin with the very next meal so make that next meal a, a, a healthy meal and mm -hmm. that will help you get back on because a lot of people the those weekends those same weekends like we just talked about those can turn into days weeks months and possibly even years I've had people um, who come to work with me who said I was doing so well for so long and then you know this life event happened and then that led to the screw it mentality and it took them quite a long time to to get back into things and so my approach is very much um, small steps like meeting yourself where you are and doing small steps that are habits really that build on each other over time so that you look back 
maybe six months, a year, and, and you, you think, wow, like you do feel like a different person because you've been able to add small things. Like a lot of people, um, especially aging, as we go back to, to aging, they, we don't eat enough protein. And protein is kind of um, a magic little macronutrient because it's very satiating and it helps us stay full for longer. And when we're, when we're not feeling hungry all the time, uh, it's easier to not have to focus on food. A lot of us, you know, are thinking, what's my next meal? What's it going to look like? And also um, by including enough protein in our meals, we're not going to have these blood sugar spikes. And one meal of the day, we're typically not many of us include enough protein is breakfast. It's, it's the meal that it has the most starches, the most carbs, um, mm -hmm. I always thought of breakfast as cereal, toast, uh, muffins, that kind of thing. And really that is the worst thing to begin your day off because breakfast is literally breaking the fast that you've had since your last meal, which typically is dinner or maybe a snack. But now your body's had this time to rest and digest and it's good for your body to have this amount of time I, I like to say at least 12 hours, there's a whole bunch of um, interest in intermittent fasting, which we can talk about if you want. But I always say that the minimum is 12 hours. If you can give yourself 12 hours, so that means if your last meal is 7 p.m., try not to eat until 7 a.m. And this, this gives our bodies a chance to just do what it does naturally, which is just digest and kind of do some house, housekeeping, really. Yeah before we eat again. And so that breaking of the fast, it's really important that we have enough protein in that meal because that really sets us up for the day. It, it makes sure it makes sure that we're not having these blood sugar spikes and um, sets, us up, sets us up for making better decisions for the rest of the day. So what, what do you say to your clients then? Um, of course, I'm being selfish and yeah. because this is me, but yeah. I am... I am terrible at eating first thing in the morning. Like I, I can yeah. wait till like 11 o'clock. I think that's totally fine. I like to, I like for people to be guided by their own hunger. And okay. there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that say, um, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You should eat. Yeah. First thing. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think that I, I don't think that because one, one thing that we have all done as women is kind of who have dieted at least. Mm -hmm. We tend to like override our own body signals. So um, if it's hungry, but it's not on the diet, we just don't eat it. We kind of suffer through the hunger. Or if it's something that we don't even really like to eat, but it's on the diet, it's, it prescribes that we eat asparagus when we hate asparagus. Yeah. We're overriding again, another bodily, you know, signal. And so I think we don't give ourselves, we don't give our bodies enough credit for their inherent wisdom. And unless, you know, there's some sort of crazy reason why you're not hungry, um, like you're just doing some weird shit. Um, I think it's okay that you just wait until you're hungry to eat. Because okay. I think too, that um, our own hunger and satiety signals are something that we need to listen to. So, yeah, and, and I agree. So listen to your body. So that's great. And probably the other main piece of that is what you're going to eat when you realize you are hungry. 
Yeah. Right? So what am I, because sometimes I, by that point, I, I am so hungry that I'll reach for the, you know. Yes. Yes. So that's probably part of it too, is eat when yeah. you're hungry, but make, make better choices probably. Yeah. And so there's imagine, um, so there's a hunger skill that I like to introduce my clients to. It's basically from one to 10. Um, and you can just imagine a, a chart where one is you're, you're beyond hungry. Like you are just famished. You're, you should never be there. And on the other hand, you should never be at the 10 where you're literally uncomfortably stuffed. Can't like, you're almost going to puke. Yeah. I always say that it's best to eat between a four and a six. So mm. five is neutral four, maybe even a three, four is where your body is saying, I'm starting to get hungry. Like you should start thinking about what to eat. But a lot of us, again, override that. And all of a sudden we find ourselves at maybe a two yeah. where we're not going to make good decisions right. because we are beyond hungry. And literally our, 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 our body is saying mostly carbs too. Like, give me something quick. I need energy. I need to survive. And totally. that's when we're reaching for stuff that we don't want. And six, I think a lot of us too, have learned to stop eating when we're full. We have this sensation of fullness. I think that's beyond where you need to eat. I always like to coach my clients to eat to satisfied where mm -hmm. you feel like you've had some, um, some food, your body is no longer uh, hungry, but you also aren't full. Like it's just this nice and it's hard to really describe that to somebody who doesn't have a good grasp on what that feeling is. But um, you play around with that too. Like you can play around with that. And, and if you don't eat enough, the worst case is you can come back and eat a little bit more, but right. it's, it's just kind of learn what not eating to full is and how that feels. So, so like you said, that's just, it's just checking in with yourself. It's being more aware of what your body feels like. Yes, absolutely. And maybe even again, I'm going back to me, but Sometimes I get to the point where I'm at dinner and I just inhale it because I'm so hungry. And then, you know, that's not good either. No, because that, that, and that's, that's something I see all the time where people, again, they're waiting too far into their hunger because they get a, they, their day gets busy and they're like, oh, I'm just going to do this one thing before I go eat. And then something else comes up, another email comes in, whatever. And before you know it, they're, they're past the point of yeah. making the decisions and they're very hungry. So they eat really quickly, which doesn't help uh, with digestion. Also, that is the whole other part of that when you eat so quickly. Quickly, yeah. So slowing down. Now, can I ask you another question about that then? Because I've read things where it's better to have small meals yeah. more often during the day rather than sitting down for a huge dinner or, mm. um, and I've heard, you know, we've heard everything. We've heard everything. Exactly. So I'm just asking your opinion on it. Sometimes um, it's better to have your biggest meal of the day is lunch. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on any of that? Or is it more like what you're saying? Just tune into your body. Mostly that. Mostly it's what works for you. But um, I think I, I grew up with the, I think it was body for life. And it was like six meals a day. It was, you know, very, it was kind of like more of a, it was for people who are weight training, bodybuilders. And it was this idea of having six smaller meals 
all with this protein. It's the typical pro like chicken breast, broccoli, rice type thing. Right. And since then, it has been basically debunked that that's because we believed at that time that this was going to stoke your metabolism and this was going to be really good for um, for burning fat and whatever. And, and it's been debunked, basically. And it's more the trend is more for eating three meals a day for the reason. And, and I, but at the end of the day, I still think do what works for you. But yep. the reason behind that is that your body, again, going back to digestion is, has the ability to digest that food. Like if you're eating every two hours, your body's constantly in the state of, of digesting more food. And right. so if you have, let's just, for example, say a breakfast at eight in the morning and lunch at noon, your body actually is kind of in a good state to digest more food. It's, it's, it's done that there's nothing left from, from breakfast. Yeah. Um, but people tend to like, one of the, the things that I see quite often is we we're snackers. We like to snack a lot, whether we actually need it or not. Sometimes we do, but if we do, I'd also, um, one of the reasons is maybe we didn't have enough protein. Maybe we spiked our blood sugar. Now we're hungry for that reason. Um, so it really depends on you. And I would say if you're somebody who doesn't like to eat a big breakfast, that shouldn't be your, your, your work shouldn't be on getting a big breakfast in. It's just like, acknowledge that maybe it will shift, um, down the road, but you mm -hmm. could just have a lighter breakfast and have a lunch and dinner, a dinner, mm -hmm. I'd say if you're the only thing, the only caveat there is if you're um, having a really big dinner close to bedtime, that isn't ideal. Right. Right. Only, yeah. yeah. Going. Yeah. Too late. That makes yeah. total sense. So, and I think a lot of this does come back to the common sense part too. Yes. It's not going to feel good if you eat a huge thing of pasta at 930 at night and then go to bed. I mean, exactly. we've got to use some of our own, yes, our own guidance, like you said, and common sense. I mean, those things are just, you know, yeah, you know how you're going to feel if you do that. Yes, and, and, and so you do one called the Aligned Eating Method, right? Is that is that the name of your program? Yeah. So what I do basically, um, I've I've tweaked my program over the years, but. Um, it basically contains what I believe to be in, in personal experience and experience working with clients. What are some of the skills that you need to have and to maintain in order to do the habits and the behaviors that kind of are on, on autopilot where you can just enjoy food and not obsess over food mm -hmm. and that will carry you through life. So if you continue to, for example, one of the skills is paying attention to your hunger and eating between a four and a six, mm -hmm. that's a skill. And this is why I love this too. You can take that skill anywhere. You can take that on a trip to Italy. You can take that to your summer vacation. You mm -hmm. can take that and apply that over Christmas holidays. So these are skills that this is why I say this is, this can be the last thing that you do. Yeah. You don't have to die. This can be like the last thing that you learn to eat healthy for the rest of your life and Perfect. not maybe focus on maybe uh, it won't 
bring you to your ideal weight, but maybe that weight isn't actually realistic for you at your age. That's a, that's a great point. Such a great point mm -hmm. that everybody has numbers too much for sure. Right. But again, as we age, I find too that people are not looking for, I mean, maybe in their psyche, they're, they're thinking that they should be a certain weight or a certain number, but there's also an appreciation that, um, I care less about that and I care more about my health. Now I'm more worried about my cholesterol or you know, having um, less body fat, not for my vanity reasons, but more for my health reasons. Right, to take us into those years that we have coming up. And yeah. I think you mentioned yeah. earlier um, before we came on is getting your body healthy now yes. so that when those things do come up like you you mentioned like a fall for example your body's going to recover yes a lot faster I would think if you're if you've nourished your body yes. so even to change that mindset of it's not so much about needing to look like I'm 20 again because yeah. that is never going to happen but no. it's about that it's about the healthier lifestyle that I want to feel good my, yes. my whole point is I want to feel good I'm not so concerned with the outside appearance. I want to feel good yeah. from the inside. And I think that just translates and, and you're probably going to think you look better too, because you're yes. Right. Yeah. So yeah. A lot of things that are around numbers. Yes. And you do yeah. not do the numbers. Um, almost everybody that every, so I only work with women, but almost every woman that has ever, uh, worked with me they they might have let's say one of their goals is to now model healthier maybe they've dieted for their for their life and now they have a teenage daughter and they're concerned about what they're displaying to their kid so maybe yeah. one of their main reasons is to model healthier habits for their kids because they recognize that they maybe aren't eating very healthily and they want to do that but everybody is also you know has their main goal and I'd like to lose a little bit of weight. Right, right. It's just a thing that so we do. True. Yeah, so true. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't say that I don't actually deal with um, the weight loss aspect. My viewpoint is that if you have healthy habits, healthy eating habits, healthy lifestyle habits, you will, it, it will be an end result or a byproduct. Your weight will also be healthy. Right. Right. The healthy weight for your body type. Yes. Right. So when we do the right things, when we don't overeat, when we include a lot of more, way more whole foods than processed foods, when we, you know, are, are feeding ourselves foods that make us feel good, mm -hmm. then it, it stands to reason that our weight will settle in a place that is healthy for us. Right. So if you were, if I were to ask you, <laughs> Don't you love these questions? Yes, I do. So um, like off the top of your head, are there certain foods? Like, could you give me like the top five foods that you could think of that would benefit everybody? Or does that not work? No, I like this question. Um, but so I'll, I'll speak in general terms because what I have learned. So when I first went to do my schooling in nutrition, I thought this is great I am going to like get this proprietary knowledge of what the best diet is and 
there is no best diet. So whoever is also maybe here to find that out, it doesn't exist. What does exist is what works best for your body at your stage of life with your lifestyle. Right. Um, now, having said that, I would suggest that everybody would do better. So first thing, if you're eating more whole foods and processed foods, right? Okay. Processed foods, I mean, almost besides any fruit, vegetable, meat, there is some degree of processing, like even with rice or um, quinoa, like it's in a bag, it's, it's been, you know, dried, whatever. So there is, I'm talking about items that are, have five or more ingredients that have been through significant change, like chips, for example. Um, these are the things that if you concentrate more on whole foods, you, you're going to be doing already better than most. Okay. And it's also a lot harder to overeat on whole foods. Like you sit down with a plate of three boiled potatoes and try to eat that, that would right. be difficult. But right. how many of us could easily polish off a, a big bag of chips? No problem. And we no probably problem. could continue, you know? Um, so that's that's the difference. Okay. So once, so once you do that, yeah. then I would say your next kind of level or recommendation would just be to make sure that you're including enough fruit and veggies and protein, lean protein in your diet. Because um, the the fruits and vegetables are where we're going to get our micronutrients from. Right. We're going to feel better when we give ourselves our bodies micronutrients and protein also there it's it's they, they contain amino acids which are basically the building blocks of our bodies. Protein is responsible for so many things in our bodies and as we age we we need it becomes the protein requirement becomes even more important. For so for muscle for muscle yeah muscle. Okay. for maintaining muscle and also as i told you before we recorded too um another recommendation for just across the board which everybody would benefit 30 40 plus is to weight train some sort of resistance training so right. some people don't want anything to do with the gym that's fine um but find something like one of my favorite um, ways to exercise is bar it doesn't include, well, it does include some weights, but just mostly for arms. It's a lot of body weight resistance, but that's better than nothing. Yeah. And I think a lot of us too have grown up in this, this cardio culture where, you know, we just, we are used to, to our exercises is running or doing some sort of um, aerobic exercise, which is good and it's important. But more important as we age is the resistance training to maintain that muscle. So when we fall, we can recover. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot. I mean, I could do a whole thing with you, Carrie, on, on uh, yeah, maybe you and I. <laughs> later. I think we need, we need to collaborate on something for sure. I um, for, for the people that are watching, um, I think you've given some, some, you know, great pointers for sure. And for us to kind of sum, summarize that, it would be um, so in tune with your body, right? You've got to incorporate some sort of exercise, whether it's walking, you really encourage the resistance, the 
weights or however, like you just described that for our muscle, because we are losing muscle as we age. Yeah, I think, you know what, the, the message that I'd like, and I know we're kind of nearing the end here. So the one message that I would like to get across to people is it's, it's totally normal when, when people begin to work with me that they want to know what to eat. They want me to tell them what to eat. They often want a meal plan, which I don't do. Um, and they just, they focus on the food. But my suggestion for everybody is that, especially in what I do, holistic nutrition, we don't just focus on the food. In fact, food is maybe half of it. The oh. other part of it is the sleep, the amount of sleep we're getting, the stress. What's the stress like in your life? Because think about it. If we don't even acknowledge this part or focus on this part, when we are underslept, we crave like any of us who have had children, um, any of us who have uh, had periods of our lives where we've either had insomnia or had trouble sleeping. And now, honestly, it's uh, it's menopause for a lot of the ladies that have trouble sleeping. Yes. Um, and we know from experience that when we don't sleep well, things don't go well typically in our choices and our food choices. We're craving foods that are probably not the best for us. We're not craving healthy foods. Um, and stress, stress also increases our cortisol. It helps us again, have cravings for the things that we shouldn't have that aren't good for us. And so people think that if, if they just dig their heels in, focus on the food, eat all the right things, they are truly missing, missing everything because we need to focus on the hydration, the movement, the stress, the sleep, the resistance, exercise, movement, whatever, whatever, whatever you like. Because again, that is only half of it. And each thing contributes to the other. They're not isolated. Your food choices are not isolated. And so when we can look at the other things, I think it's pretty nice because it gives us a focus that isn't just on food. We don't feel like we have to be perfect at the food anymore because we can do things positively um, that will positively affect our food choices that aren't directly food. Love that. I love that you bring it all into balance that just taking care of one piece of it is not going to work. You've got to incorporate everything. Um, we are out of time. Uh, I just want to thank you so much for being here. For those of you that want more of Stacy, which I highly recommend. Um, you can find her on her website, stacyyates.com. You're also on Instagram and Facebook. You share so much great information. I love that you're real about it, that we can incorporate it into our everyday lives. And so I thank you so much for being here. For those of you who are here, we get to stick around and ask Stacy some questions. And for those of you who watch the replay, um, we hope to see you next week. And please know, that you are more than enough as is. And thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.